I have this new theory. Lay it on me. <laughs> there is no such thing as vampires. The whole vampire story was created by people who own cats that were too embarrassed to say that their own pet is always constantly biting them. That's your theory? That's my theory, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> so, so two puncture wounds on the neck, common cat thing. Well, I have very, I have two on both forearms. I have two very vampire esque uh, puncture wounds. Just, just hasn't made it to the neck yet. Eh, hasn't you know. figured it out. That, that's like that's where it always ends, right there. You gotta, yeah, when you bleed out, you know. Exactly. I think he was going for the wrists, but I swear. Such, such, such killer instincts, huh? Yeah. I, he makes it hard for me to love him sometimes. <laughs> Not really. He doesn't. I mean, I forgive him after I throw a pillow at him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can just make him spend the winter outside chopping wood. Spend like 15 minutes outside in the rain. Hmm. You'd be like, all right, all right, I got it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you don't think you need me to survive, cat, but. Exactly. He's like a teenager, though. Yeah. See, that's why I suggested that you, uh, you know, get some animal for your teenage syndrome. <laughs> the, the entitlement is real. Oh, my gosh. So real. Oh, man. I've got a. What is today? Eight wise. 21st. First, I have seven more days until I have all teenagers and then a 20-year-old. Jeez. Yeah. That's ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. It certainly is. <laughs> I, so how do you balance that and 100% homeschooling and work from home? Like that, that to me is something that... So- it's not equal across the firms that we ah. work in. I, I tend to think that firm leadership who has their, their kids have moved on, they're college bound or living on their own or whatever, and then they're like, man, my life just got easier. How come you're not working harder, Cormac? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so here's the funny thing. I, I, I understand, and the, the plight is very real for so many. I'm just going to say that I'm very lucky that... You married a teacher? Well, so... The girl child, she wakes up every day like clockwork. She gets up. She, you know, she takes care of the dog. She takes him outside and all that other stuff. She, she does what I probably should do in my life. Gets up, checks her calendar, makes sure that whether there's homework that has been assigned, that it's been done and turned in, checks you to see if the class schedule is still going on and, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing's been canceled or anything. And then she starts her day and goes on. And then the boys, I mean, they aren't bumps on a log, mostly. Yeah. (laughs) They at least, they set their alarms. They wake up. The sporty one goes and works out downstairs and then eats breakfast and then gets on to class. And then the the college one, you know, does what college students typically do. It's like my uh, classes are at nine o'clock. So at 8.55, I can wake up and Mm. once I hit enter, you know, on my device, then I'm good. Yeah. And, you know, he does a great job in school. So, you know, whatever's working for him works. And I know that that's not always the case. And and uh, Rochelle has been working from class because, you know, they've been doing in-person classes, which is about to end as of Monday. 
Mm. And so she's going to go virtual, but she is going to go into her classroom and do it from there so that she can use all of her peripheries. Like Got her own little production studio. Yeah, exactly. So that'll be kind of good for her to be able to do that until they tell her otherwise. And then, gotcha. then when they tell her that she can't go in, then we'll probably figure all of that stuff out. So, and then, you know, for the most part, I'm up early, up late, working all the time. I would, I would welcome going back to work because the commute there and back would actually prevent me from overworking. Yeah. It, it kind of forces you to have a start and an end to the day. Exactly. Rather than bleeding through everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I just need a, uh, I need a New Year's resolution that starts like after Thanksgiving yeah. that says yeah, that stop. Date. January so, 1st is not, not magical in that way. No, no. Yeah. Set your boundaries, man. Yeah. yeah. I've always had a problem. You know that. Mm-hmm. I've always had a problem with that. Which I don't complain about. I mean, honestly, I'm not complaining. No, I, but you I, just see what how it affects everything else, right? Because it, exactly. that's not where it ends. It, it just, it might right. start there, but it doesn't end there and, and it does affect other things. And I think, you know, getting back to where we started with that and and talking about how different people have different life circumstances and how easy it is to forget that. Right. right. That that there's these unwritten, unknown expectations, but you kind of feel them and you're like, how did it get like this? I think we need to put all of our cards on the table here and just say, hey, remember, this is how it is. And I think, you know, you, you see people who are really struggling with balancing work and home life and mm-hmm. all the others mm-hmm. <laughs> managing all their construction yeah. projects at home probably to get right, their exactly. home ship shape for the impending uh lockdown and it's like I-, I was hoping we would make it to this first one and and just i could just skate through it and get back to the where, where mm-hmm. all my resources are in the office and not have to right. not have to really like cement all this stuff in place forever and now it's like well maybe i do but you know i mean with this God, I hate to use the term new normal, but with this new normal, you can bleep that out. Exactly. We just, we have these issues of, we've always, architects have always had this issue of expectations and boundaries. Yeah. I think it, I think in a way we're making it worse by always being accessible and always, oh, well, I'm here, you know, I might as well go ahead and respond to that or, or, you know, hey, I can take this call right now because. So I don't have to do it later because later. yeah the stuff piles up it on but it does right everything piles up so you're like oh if i knock this out now it's it'll make later better but at the same time you're also kind of rewriting that set of expectations for other people are like oh well if he's available now then he should be available at 7 a.m on saturday morning as well when i call him exactly you know and it's just like wait you shouldn't be calling me at 7 a.m on saturday morning because there are some limits and boundaries i mean my favorite thing is if my computer stays on and Zoom is up, um, people are like, um, hey, since you're on Zoom, I, I just wanted to run this by you real quick. Like, just because the light is green doesn't mean you can go. Yeah, I think I've told that story, sim- very similar story on here as well about Teams was was running in the background and I didn't even oh, realize yeah, it. Yeah. And it was like, hey, what do you think about this? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, keeps going and then and then all of a sudden i'm like uh i don't want to be having this conversation right now and and then and then the person on the other end was like uh then why do you have teams on right and it was he was right but at the same time it was like it wasn't my fault either right it's just something that happens but you fall into these kind of traps of 
oh, this will be easy. I'll take care of this real quick. Or I'll have this little chat. And then it turns into this this thing where there's there's no end to it. And then it comes back to, well, why do you even have that app running then? Huh? Huh? Well, but, Answer the question. You know, but that isn't <laughs> that isn't something that you have to be responsible for. I mean, they equally they need to be as just as responsible of like, you know, okay. Oh wait. I understand. Yeah. I, I understand will. that it is like five fifty five in the afternoon and, and maybe Evan is gone for the day or he should be gone for the day, so maybe I'll save this for tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that I've gotten in the habit of doing is just keeping lists of things I need to discuss with various people and just adding stuff to that list. Because if it's all one list, it's really hard to keep it all organized, right? But if it's and I I, I use an app for this, but it it's it's one of those things where it's like, I know I'm going to have like a weekly meeting with these people. I know I'm going to have a biweekly meeting with these people. And I'll just throw stuff on there as prompts for conversation rather than, right. you know, crapping it out whenever it, whenever it hits my brain cells. Now, I'll say that I've been guilty every once in a you know, while of like sending off a Zoom message to somebody. Because you know, you're thinking so, of it right then, right? Because I'm thinking of it. But I'm, I am honestly not expecting them to respond until the next day now if they respond if we're both awake and we're both working okay fine maybe the conversation will go but if they respond and they're like well you know maybe we can talk about this tomorrow i'm like absolutely did not mean to insinuate that we were going to talk (laughs) about it now i just wanted to let you know that this is something that i want to talk about with you and then you have to preemptively do that like when if you do (laughs) that you're like oh i'm gonna i'm just gonna send this out now and i will even put in the message hey i'm Uh, not expecting any response here but now it's amazing how much extra cruft is attached (laughs) to our communication right it's like well, you could take it this way or you could take it this way. And, and here's what I'm expecting. And here's what I'm not expecting. And it's like, I just wanted to tell you this thing so I didn't forget it. It It, it is messy, man. It's super messy because we are in this oh, always gosh. on, always connected world. And what, what seems in, and I got this comment from uh, a friend and coworker earlier in the week. And they're just like, we were going back and forth on a conversation through Zoom chat. And she was asking, you know, some, some questions. And I, I may have misread it wrong or assumed that she was asking something a little bit differently. I like how you misread it wrong. Well, (laughs) yeah. That's a sweet double negative. (laughs) Exactly. Well, the thing is, like, you know, she took a a screenshot of an area. But she was being very specific about asking one thing. But because I looked at the screenshot, I was just like, well, you know, she's like, we're not doing any work here, right? When she was asking about a specific area within that screenshot, not the area that was in, encompassing the screenshot. I'm like, no, no, we're definitely doing work there. This is in our scope and this is what it is. She's no, 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 I meant this. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, uh, she goes, and she goes, God, I miss talking to people and face to face. just because, pointing at a real thing. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like this door right here. What are we doing? We are not replacing that door, correct? I'm like, oh, yes, no, we are not replacing that door. <laughs> You know, but it seems so I I will say that for the communication age, the information, you know, age that we are in, we have a harder time communicating. It's a complete disaster. It 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 totally is. is. (laughs) And and we've talked about even now in physical space with masks and people who are hard of hearing and people who Mm -hmm. are reliant on mouth reading and the word it just is not as clear. Like now the physical world's getting messed up too when it comes to communication. Mm-hmm. And well, my, yeah, go ahead. 
I was just going to add to it and maybe go down a different direction with the conversation. So I, I want to hear what you want to say about that. But it, it was like, think about now how many apps you're juggling for communication. <laughs> I just added another one yesterday. It's incredible how bifurcated, and, and that's even the wrong word. It's like, I don't know how many bifurcations <laughs> there, there can possibly be, but it's like, I've got Teams, I've got Zoom, I've got Slack, I've got Google Chat, I've got Apple Messages, I've got mm-hmm. eight different email accounts. I don't know, like whatever the things are, there's, yeah. people are leaving comments on here and there, and there's so many channels and teams, and oh my gosh, how do you, there's just no way, there's no way to do this well. Right. And so, my, I mean, my wife's a living example of being in person, but wearing a mask and having to communicate thoughts and ideas, inflections, you know, vocal tones and everything else when she's teaching. Yeah. And and so it becomes really hard. You're already trying to control a bunch of first graders and making sure that they're, you know, sitting down, paying attention and all that other stuff. And a lot of times, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but the teacher face and the teacher voice are yeah. so, so very important. Yep. I mean, when they give you that, that teacher look, oh my God, you yeah. better sit down. Oh no, I've, <laughs> and, and, I've been in that position many times and it's like, <laughs> no, you're going to listen to what I'm saying right now. It's really important, right? Exactly. This, and, yeah. And when you're hampered by being able to not give that teacher look, you're like, oh, what, what else do I have? I mean, my wife is not a yeller. She does not like yelling at her students and stuff. She will raise her voice, kind of a firm tone or things like that, but she won't yell. And, you know, she says, unfortunately, sometimes I've had to like yell for them to understand because normally it would be the teacher face, you know, that teacher look they would get and they don't get that. And, and you know, and, and it's funny, the same thing is like, you know, as well as I do, I'm a very expressive like person I'm using my hands I'm using my face. I mean, I don't hide anything. Like if, if somebody says something and I'm like, oh, I don't really like that. If it like is floating in my head is oh, I don't really like that. Apparently it's uh, also coming across on my face. And so in a way, sometimes a mask helps that because then it masks <laughs> at least half of my, you know, but, but for teachers, yeah, but yeah. for people who need it, for people who are always talking in front of crowds and stuff, I mean, my gosh, this is, it is a new world for them. And yeah, don't even, you, I can guarantee you probably have like twice as many communicative apps, emails, channels, and everything else than I do. And I just like did a mental Rolodex and I'm at 11 oh, different man. platforms for, for conversation to people. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's... And, and I know you're twice as many. Well, and, and you know, through written conversation, that tone is very hard to get through. Right. And so people tend to read things in whatever voice they choose to read them in. And so they're kind of reading the mood of an email, uh, for mm-hmm. instance, and they could be reading it a 100% the wrong way. Oh. Right. Yeah. That's happened many, many times. Mm-hmm. But but now I, I also see that kind of coming into the physical space in that when people speak with a mask and you don't understand them, I, I've seen people be short with other people because they didn't understand what they said. And they're like, you're not speaking right. clearly enough. Like that's the that's basically what's implied. Yeah. And and I, I think that, that that's a pretty sucky side effect of what we're seeing happening with the oh, masks, yeah, yeah. right? Absolutely. Because People are seemingly angrier, right? They're they're shorter, yeah. Because uh, yeah. obviously, there's lots of other stresses in their lives creeping in as well. And I ain't got time for this, but I notice it a lot with at the grocery store, 
for instance. Oh my gosh, thank you. I was going to say the same thing, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you're you're just standing in line, and somebody asks you if you want to, and you're like, what? You know, do you want to? And it and it just goes back three or four times, and then they just pull their mask down and say it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that you can actually understand them, but it is it is real, and I think a lot of, we could just really benefit from giving people the benefit of the doubt that they are trying their best to communicate. And we do have to come up with new ways of being more enunciative so that people can understand mm-hmm. us the first time. And and so I tr- do try to go out of my way to do that. And I, I don't always remember to, but I try to. But it, it is definitely something where I, I notice standing in line at the bakery to get something and somebody will say something and you're like, what? And then pretty soon you, soon you see it escalate. And it's like, it wasn't exactly. supposed exactly. to escalate. Like, this is not a thing, Right. Yeah. Right. So I was funny. I was going to use the same example. I mean, I was just in the grocery store not too long ago and happened to be in the spice or near the spice aisle. And one of the people who was working there and they were stocking a shelf, another person came up and they said, you know, which aisle is the spices on? But they said it masked mm-hmm. in a low in kind of like their normal speaking tone, which, of course, is going to be a little hampered. And the and other you're in person, a noisy room like it's a grocery it, store. Exactly. You know, it's it's, you know, like sounds bouncing all over the place and all the person did was turn around and look at them and say excuse me and, and then and they read that a, as attitude <laughs> it wasn't in like a snippy tone and so the person like yelled i said where are the spices oh my god you're just like you're like watching this happen and you're just like i need well, to leave right now <laughs> no i i walked up and said excuse me ma'am it's in the next aisle over and then the you know I made eye contact with the the grocery clerk and it was almost like I looked at him like sorry for that person's attitude and because they they immediately just like huffed up they didn't even say thank you to me they just like huffed off and I'm like all right yeah there's I'm something else sure going actually, on there I'm not quite sure I actually pointed to which next aisle it was <laughs> so, so you got two fun. choices man <laughs> exactly uh, and it was just like oh man come on just like we're all in this together. And, you know, that's another overuse as much as like the new norm. We're all in this together is is overused, but it is underappreciated. Yeah. And it's just like, just chill, man. I mean, of of any time, which we understand everybody's stressed out. And I I think that's what everybody should like wake up every day before they take that first step out the front door. Think to themselves, we're all in this together. We're all stressed out. What can I do to maybe not contribute to this excessive stress level? Yeah, it's it's tough, definitely tough. I mean that that is definitely the real struggle. I think of that that the, these are the kinds of things that people are going to be studying in in <laughs> oh my God, yes. a decade. How did yeah, masks exactly. contribute to X, Y, and Z? How did stay at home contribute to X, Y, and Z? How did homeschooling contribute to X, Y, and Z? Not that. Not homeschooling, like traditional homeschooling, but forced right, right, right. forced homeschooling. Uh, yes. Yeah, you start to think about the way that the psychological effects, the physical effects, the like we've seen the the statistics of drinking going way up, yeah, people yeah. trying to cope. You know, the elections, the stress of that. I mean, there's just it's it is a giant heap of well, you, stuff. You know, because you've got one that just graduated, and some that are closing in you know, pretty closely. And I've got one that will be a few months away. And so, you know, I've, when I'm near or around in a socially distanced manner from some of my son's friends, you know, I'll ask them like, you know, Hey, what are you guys planning on studying? And 
a couple of them are actually talking about psychology. And I'm thinking to myself, I mean, wow, what a rich time to be going yeah. into that. <laughs> oh, that's... I mean, the psychology of the pandemic Good is going to be like, wow, you're going to be studying that for a long time. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I I want I wanted to just briefly mention uh, the happy hour that we had the other night and something that that we almost got to but I never got to bring it up and I thought it was really cool how Bob from Life of an Architect brought up the question about you know the whole thesis around if it doesn't get built it doesn't count something that that I started to think about and 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 what you just said triggered this this thought back into my head, kind of having some foresight into what field to go into and, and how rich it's going to actually be, good or bad. <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? But thinking about architecture in that sense and how because of everybody being remote, people building less facilities, hopefully reusing more facilities, there's this huge shift, like Bob was even saying about UI and UX, um, mm-hmm. architects yeah, yeah. kind of being interested in, in user experience and user interface kind of stuff. And I think there's going to be an amazing um, shift from the physical to the virtual in design space and because it yeah. can psychologically affect people in real ways, right? Like you see, we've seen the movies before uh, where, you know, people are like Avatar, right? They're, they're living vicariously through these digital constructs. And if you've ever been in VR, you know that it's kind of disappointing to come back out of VR, because in VR, it can be whatever you want it to be. It, right. it, it can be whatever has been designed either by you or for you. Um, and I think we are just scratching the surface with what's possible inside of there. We've seen like Ready Player One, right, where they've got these treadmills set up and, you know, you, right. yeah. you're physically participating in something remotely. I think there there are tons and tons of and, – and I don't want to like – I don't want to say that's better or worse. I just want to say that it's real, right? And this is a real opportunity um, for definitely for exploration, but potentially like people could be spending a lot of time in these kinds of things. How could architects get us into better places there? I think that there is tons of opportunity kind of thinking about how people are going to be spending their time. And I, I'm like the first person to say I'd rather be outside than sitting at a desk, right? I'd rather be sure. participating in the real world and getting fresh air and, and being in nature and doing all of those things. I just still think that you can't say that this isn't a real thing if even if you Oh, absolutely. So so I I think it's really interesting to think about how the thesis of uh it doesn't count if it doesn't get built is I think that that's right now. I think that that's the past. I don't think necessarily that that's the future. And I think that might be an interesting topic to to talk about sometime. But I just bring all that up because I think we did have some interesting conversation in our happy hour. <laughs> and oh, yeah, and there, there was definitely some cool prompts in there. So you guys, we'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can check it out that we had last week. It was, it was pretty fun to hang out with Andrew and Bob from Life of an Architect. Totally, totally. 